Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. Hello. How are we doing, lad? Yeah, chipper. Not too bad. You're always chipper, aren't you, Nathan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you ever any other way? No, chipper is the only emotion that holds within me. <laughs> okay, well. Got a bit of the best out of it. Okay. Uh, shall we get into the news then? <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Shall we start with clearly the biggest news story since the last podcast? Yeah, they're taking Forza Motorsport 7 off a of Game Pass. Disgusting. <laughs> oh, Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. No, let's move on to the real, the real oh. stuff. Okay, so this is not very pleasant. So Activision Blizzard, uh, a lawsuit is being filed against them from the state of California. So this is an article from Bloomberg Law. It says, the video game giant Activision Blizzard, makers of games including World of Warcraft and Diablo, fosters a frat boy culture in which female employees are subjected to constant sexual harassment, unequal pay and retaliation, according to a lawsuit filed by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. A two-year investigation by the state agency found that the company discriminated against female employees in terms and conditions of employment, including compensation, assignments, promotion and termination. Company leadership consistently failed to take steps to prevent discrimination, harassment and retaliation, the agency said. According to the complaint filed Tuesday in the Los Angeles Superior Court, female employees make up around 20% of the Activision workforce. Now, it goes on to say uh, some pretty poor things, to be quite mm. honest. Um, but let's, let's, let's go through them. Uh, so some of the examples that were provided in the case are in the office, women are subjected to cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behaviour towards female employees. Uh, male employees probably will come into, the work, come into work hungover, play video games for long periods of time during work while delegating their responsibilities to female employees, engaging in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies and jokes about something I'm not going to mention. Uh, female employees are subjected to constant sexual harassment, including having to continually fend off unwanted sexual advancements, uh, so, sorry, sexual comments and advances by their male co-workers and supervisors and being groped at the cube crawls and other company events. In one, well, this is where it really goes, if that wasn't bad enough, this is where it really goes yeah, dark. this is the dark. Mm. Uh, it says, in a particularly tragic example, a female employee committed suicide during a business trip with a male supervisor. Um... Yeah, it's 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 really not very good. This is it. It's damning stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's 2021. You you'd have thought this had been left in the 80s with um, Atari's old antics back in the day, but unfortunately, yeah. it's still you, happening. You thought like you thought last year with like all the stuff that came out with Ubisoft that that was some of the worst stuff, but they're like that really pales in comparison to like everything that's come out in this um it's it's shocking stuff and it's and it's it's it shouldn't be happening um back then let alone like you know in 2021 it's just it's disgraceful it is quite insane i mean that's not that's not the full extent of things, uh, yeah i mean I, i've read it myself and it's gut-wrenching. There's nothing else I can say about it. It's absolutely horrible to read. I mean, um, I'll, I'll carry on with a few other things I've mentioned. It says, supervisors ignored medical restrictions given to female employees and gave them negative evaluations while they were out on maternity leave. 
Other female employees reported that they were criticised for leaving to pick up their children from daycare while their male counterparts were playing video games and female employees were kicked out of lactation rooms so employees could use the room for meetings. And then it gets even worse. This is an African-American employee noted that it took her two years to be made into a permanent employee while men hired after her were made uh, permanent employees. She was also micromanaged such that her male co-workers were known to be playing video games without any intervention by a supervisor but a supervisor would call and check on her if she ever took a break to go on a walk. Another African-American employee who worked in information technology was similarly micromanaged by her manager, unlike the men on her team. When she requested time off of work, her manager made her write a one-page summary of how she would spend that time off when no one else had to do a write-up. That means, how much damning could this be? So it's not just sexist stuff, it's racist as well? Yeah, it's, Jesus. it's horrid all the way around. I mean, I thought... As you mentioned, the U- the Ubisoft stuff, I thought that was bad. Well, it is terrible. Well, it's still bad. Mm. But, but it's, this, it's showing a wider thing. In I the mean, industry, is, th- is this how the industry mm. is? Yeah, I was just about to say, is it is it a pattern? And are we going to start seeing other companies come out with similar in the future? I mean, hopefully not, but... Well, hopefully it's not happening, but if it is happening, I hope people do speak out about it. Mm. And that it does yeah. become knowledge because this has to be put an end to. I mean, if 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 it is happening, then you'd hope that this is the catalyst for other people yeah. speaking up. I mean, it's an absolutely horrible thing that's happened and that's happening. But if this is going to help people start talking about what's going on, <coughs> then that is the one good thing that's come out of this. Yeah, and the response from Activision himself hasn't been particularly well received. Uh, no. So, uh, Blizzard President J. Allen Brack sent out an email that basically is, it seems like he doesn't really care, <laughs> judging by the way he, he speaks about it, or <laughs> he's just trying to easily cover it up. And uh, this Activision Blizzard executive, Fran Townsend, who was the Homeland Security Advisor to George W. Bush from 2004 2007, and she joined Activision in March. And then she sent an email out to employees basically saying, I've not experienced it in my role, but she's one of the higher ups. So therefore, it doesn't really exist. exist. Yeah. Yeah. I love love that argument. That's how it's been interpreted, and that's made a lot of sense. The token person can talk to the entire demographic. Yeah. And over over 2,000 Activision and Blizzard employees have signed an open letter. It says, To the leaders of Activision Blizzard, we, the undersigned, agree that the statements from Activision Blizzard Inc. and their legal counsel regarding the DFEH lawsuit, as well as the subsequent internal statement from Francis Townsend, are abhorrent and insulting to all that we believe our company should stand for. To put it clearly and unequivoc- unequivocally, our yeah. values as employees are not accurately reflected in the words and actions of our leadership. We believe these statements have damaged our ongoing quest for equality inside and outside of our industry. Categorising the claims that have been made as distorted and in many cases false, creates a company atmosphere that disbelieves victims. It also casts doubt on our organisation's ability to hold abusers accountable for their actions and foster a safe environment for victims to come forward in the future. These statements make it clear that our leadership is not putting our values first. Immediate corrections are needed from the highest level of our organisation. Our company executives have claimed that actions will be taken to protect us, but in the face of legal action, and the troubling official responses that followed, we no longer trust that our leaders will place temp- will place employee safety above their own interests. 
to claim this is a truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit, while seeing so many current and former employees speak out about their own experiences regarding harassment and abuse, is simply unacceptable. We call for official statements that recognise the seriousness, seriousness of these allegations and demonstrate compassion for victims of harassment and assault. We call on Frances Townsend to stand by her word to step down as executive sponsor of the ABK Employee Women's Network as a result of the damaging nature of her statement. We call on the executive leadership team to work with us on new and meaningful efforts that ensure employees, as well as our community, have a safe place to speak out and come forward. We stand with all our friends, teammates and colleagues, as well as the members of our dedicated community who have experienced mistreatment or harassment of any kind. We will not be silenced, we will not stand aside, and we will not give up until the company we love is a workplace we could all feel proud to be part of again. We will be the change. A good statement. Yeah, it's very encouraging, I think. And it, it shows yeah. that it's not everybody Activision. It's a, hopefully um, a small number of people that hold these disgusting values and have tarnished the company. And the vast majority of people are against it. A, a lot of employees uh, then staged a walkout strike on July the 28th. Yeah. Mm. And then more news came to light. Uh regarding the former senior creative director of World of Warcraft, Alex Afrasiabe, was known to engage in harassment of females that he named his suite the Cosby Suite, in reference to Bill Cosby. Now, if you don't know Bill Cosby, I'm not going to go into it, look at it yourself, but he's not a very nice person. And a photo even circulated of a bunch of execs in this room holding aloft a big framed portrait of Bill Cosby. So they quite frankly knew what they were doing, and it's just all very distasteful. Anyway, there's not much more we can say on this, is there? It's just horrible no, all the way no. through. All we can do is condemn it. Yeah, and we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Okay, shall we have some happier news? Well, yeah. if any of you got any happy yeah. news, <laughs> please. Someone, someone give me some happier news. Oh, go on then. Um, so, happier news. Um, so there's going to be an update for PS5 users that are using the beta um, so that they can use NVMe drives to expand the storage of the PS5. Um, so as we as we all know, there's not too much storage on there and you can use hard drives to hold and transfer PS4 games, but there's nothing for PS5 games right now. Yeah. So what's being baited is the use of M2 SSDs. Only certain SSDs will work um, as part of this. And the size capacity is going to be from 250 gigabytes all the way up to four terabytes um, that are going to be allowed for expansion. So I think that's encouraging. So soon uh, we'll be able to expand the memory and hold a lot more PS5 games than we can right now. Um, So we'll see how the beta testing goes. Mm. But right now, it's only fairly high-end um, M2 SSDs that it'll work on. So the pricing yeah. is from um, around £120 all the way up to, for four terabytes, you're looking around 900 quid, which is <laughs> double the price of the console. <laughs> so, um, but, um, no but I think at some point, when this does get to like general release and becomes a feature, I'll, I think I'll probably invest in another... 500 gigabytes to a terabyte because the how, how much memory is on the current one? I've got the box somewhere. One terabyte. Well, it's meant to be one terabyte, it's but it's roughly... 800 and something gigabytes. Yeah. It's 860 yeah, gigabytes like or something. Yeah. 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 
So, yeah, that's good. Looking forward to that, definitely. Well, isn't there, like, you need a heatsink for it or something like that? Uh, They've encouraged um, (laughs) any companies that create uh, an SSD for it to have a heatsink, yeah. God help those who don't. Well, I wouldn't assume that. (laughs) It'll sound a lot more like a plane, won't it? (laughs) Mm. Or your console will just melt. Yeah, 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 I could do that. I think I'll, I'll wait for about the year until they start coming down in price or become at least a little bit more regular to get so hopefully well by that time you might get like a, a bigger drive on the actual ps5 just get yeah. a new console yeah. PS5 just, get, just get the new ps5 <laughs> pro slim yeah a bit of me wishes <laughs> they'd done something similar to xbox because they've just got that expandable card so you don't have to worry about messing around looking at specifications to make sure it's compatible with your playstation mm. um you'd think that sony would have like done a collaboration or something with a, a memory company to like seagate or somebody like that to give you a branded card that you know is going to work but hey ho i don't work for sony <laughs> if only uh right uh move on to i suppose some more bit of netflix news because Netflix can't seem to stop wanting to create more gaming adaptations. Uh, <laughs> the latest news so far um, is that they're going to be creating a, a live-action Pokemon series. Oh, I've not heard about this. Mm. There's really no more information about it, if I'm honest. But they're saying the, the, the style is going to be similar to Detective Pikachu with um, a combination of, obviously, live-action and the CGI. Mm-hmm. The question is, the question is, is Ryan Reynolds in it? Uh, well, as I said before, there's literally no other information about it. <laughs> He's got to at least cameo this at some all, point. This is literally all they've said. Mm. Um, so, but we'll see. I mean, more gaming adaptations is always a good thing, so long as they are good. Yeah, I think at least with Netflix, they've, they've got a good kind of um, record going, you know. Um, well, they're, they're clearly building something, aren't they, in terms of games? Mm. Well, they uh, they do want to start making some of their some of their IPs into games at some point, aren't they? I think that's what they're looking forward to doing so. Um, but I suppose we'll see. It looks like if you want a... Gaming adaptations, Netflix is the place to go at the moment. Mm. Shall we just return to PS5 for a moment? It's hit a milestone. It is now the fastest selling PlayStation ever, and it's hit 10 million sales. It doesn't feel like it, though, does it? How? 8 million no. to scalpers, 2 million to gamers, yeah. I think. <laughs> how, how, is it, how is it managed from the fastest selling console during the pandemic? I mean, it's impressive, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, but yeah, you're it's probably not, right. Uh, it's like, where the actual consoles have actually got. Yeah. But they still no, got sold, console. didn't they? <laughs> they were still sold. So. Mm. It, does me, it does make me think that if if it wasn't for all this pandemic and things were normal, how many more might they have sold? More people yeah. might be getting sold. Or, how many more scalpers got hold of them? Mm. <laughs> I, mean, I, things. I think they could have at least sold 15 million. 15. Yeah. I'll say that I think I think it's the pandemic itself that might have helped sell more. Yeah, well, that's design, it. No, nobody had a, anything else to do, so yeah. So 
You hear about these old ladies completing um, Red Dead Redemption 2 like six times. (laughs) I believe that actually also goes the same for the Series XS. I think, I don't think Microsoft came came out and said it, but I think it was on a a company earnings call. Um, They said that the Series X and S were the company's fastest selling consoles in their history, but didn't actually divulge any sales figures. So, but I mean, could only be a good thing for, for gaming that these consoles are getting out there and selling, so. I mean, I'm going to be honest. The, one of the reasons why I bought the Series X is because of this scarcity view. So when it went up, I was like, I've got to have it. <laughs> so I think that, I don't know if it's just me being like that, but that might have played into other people's heads. Like, oh, it's hard to get. I need to have it. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. I could, I could see that. I think a lot of it will be Game Pass though as well. Like, yeah, it's just incredible value Such for money. Incredible value for money for what Microsoft is offering. Yeah. I mean, you got Flight Simulator day one. Instead of paying 50 quid for the game, you got it as yeah. part, of your, um, part of your game pass. Yeah. Oh, there's so many games day one, isn't it? Halo Infinite, once it comes out, boom. <laughs> once it comes out. Every, every, <laughs> well, yeah, everything that Bethesda will launch, boom, day one. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of releases, it's not made, made not official, but it's believed that Horizon Forbidden West is going to be delayed until 2022. Yeah, it's a shame, but personally, I'm okay with that. I've not completed the first one yet, so give me a I've bit not even time. started playing the first one yet, so I don't mind. I think I did something with the first one. I'm not quite sure what it was. Some, some, uh, some sort of metal. Um, what, bronze? <laughs> yeah, bronzed it. <laughs> a bronze to rise and zero to... Nah, no one cares about that. Anyway, uh, other releases. Just just. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but uh, they finally announced the release date for Marvel's Avengers uh, Black Panther expansion, The War for Wakanda, which will launch Yay. on August the 17th. Um, pretty much the last roll of dice for this game, I think. Yeah, I'm out to, to reinstall and give it a go. Is any... this like is this the last thing on the roadmap? Do we know? Have they got anything further planned? I mean, I'm sure, uh, gonna, I'm sure they might announce other things in the future. But well, I mean, they've moment... still got to um, still got to put Spider Man in the game. Oh, of course, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> ah, oh, the Peter Parker expansion. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a dead game, plan, then, isn't I don't it? Think, I don't think War for Wakanda was lasting the roadmap. It might have been lasting for. The this year? I'm well, saying I mean, that, though. That's very too soon, up, though, isn't it? Mm. I don't know. They could, do a lot, they could do a lot with the game, but it's just it was received poorly. So do they mm. continue to do a lot with the game, or is that out of the window? I guess they're going to have to see how this goes. Yeah. Well, I think they've been starting to release some of the, the, the movie costumes now. I think the latest one was Thor's um, Endgame costume. Mm. That you have to pay real money for. Right. Did you guys see uh, see the latest Konami news over what they're doing with Pro Evo? Yes. Because um, I know you know we we like our football here as much as. Not the hand egg version, by the way, just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as much as we probably rage at FIFA 
far too many times. Well, I, like um, that. I like the handheld version, but that's just me. You've only... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Konami came out uh, and have said that they are rebranding um, Pro Evolution Soccer. Mm. Um, I think the rebrand kind of started last year, actually, because I think it was called... I think officially it was called eFootball Pez 2021 or something like that, I think. Mm. Um, but now it's just going to be called eFootball. Let's um, be honest, it's, it's a naff title. It's a bit of a style, isn't it? Um, it's, it's very eSports, isn't it? Well, well, that's probably what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine. Probably trying to get that slice of the pie that FIFA's got into it. Um, so what they've said is that it's going to be it's going to be free to play, uh, which is a bit of a surprise. Um, it's going to be digital only. Uh, it's releasing uh, sometime early on with uh, with only um, local matches and cross generation matchmaking. Um, so that's you know PS5 to PS4, Xbox One to Xbox Series X. Yeah. Um, and I think there'll be there'll, there's a number of like licenses they managed to go out things like they've got Juventus, Barcelona, uh, Man United, I want to say Arsenal, it might be Liverpool. They, they seem to switch between different years. Um, oh, but good then, for them, five clubs. Five clubs, yeah. <laughs> I think they've got more than five clubs. But Two games are one missing I could read off <laughs> on my head at least. And then later in the autumn, they're going to be releasing an update um, that will bring uh, the cross-platform matchmaking, so between consoles and PC. Um, they'll also come along um, with a what they've called a team-building mode, which could be um, My Club, um, which was Pro Evo's kind of answer to Ultimate Team. Uh, and then we're going to bring sort of online leagues where it's just normal, um, you know, like seasons online for FIFA, where you mm. play as the actual team and play against other people. Um, after that, uh, oh wait, sorry, uh, they'll also have some sort of uh, battle pass as well, which they call a match pass. What? Yeah, uh, they're going it's, full, it's free to play. Full free to play. Yeah, <laughs> apparently you'll be able to win like kits and and players for your my club and stuff, which I don't like. I mean, don't like the uh, news to that, but. That's free to play, I suppose. Um, then sometime in the winter, uh, they are introducing controller support uh, for mobiles and full cross-platform play. So you PC against someone on the iPhone or something, mm. which sounds interesting enough. If they can get it to work, well. Well, that's it. Is somebody on a PS5 going to be hampered by somebody playing on their... Um... Samsung Galaxy S5 from 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting how it goes. Um, they're also going to bring along the eSports tournaments as well. So I think there's like there's an amateur rank and a pro rank as well. Um, along with that, they've also got plans to sell individual modes as DLC, which is strange. Oh, um, do you know what? I'm just surprised EA didn't do it first. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so like the first one that seems to be confirmed is the Master League career mode. So, um, it's it's pretty much like normally it's the most popular mode in a pro Evo game, like where you take 
just a, a team that you, you build from scratch, default players, and you go through leagues and you know buy new players, just and just go through leagues and stuff. And, but I, I, such a weird direction that they've taken this game. So my question then, I assume this is this is an ongoing thing over years now. I imagine this well, will you, be you the, think so, the thing yeah, now. This is this is so, what we build from. Does that mean for say Master League, you're gonna have to buy that every year, or is it one time purchase? This is the question. Yeah, because well, I don't think we know yet, but I think you, they will probably push it every single year. Because then, if that's the case, then that makes not much difference <laughs> to just buy the game each year. Well, uh, I think the. Well, well, no, the thing but that's is, the you point. just buy the bits yeah. that you want, don't you? So if I want a career mode, I'd pay a fiver for that, and pro clubs a fiver for that, for example, mm. rather than paying 40 quid a year. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't play PES, or what was PES. Do you have, like, an ultimate team kind of thing? The My Club uh, is equivalent to what all my team is. But that's going to be on the so 3 player much, version. But is that going to be... Again, is that going to change every year? Because it, it's in the end, it might sound like it's one concurrent game, but, yeah. but it's actually going to be pretty much the mm. same sort of thing. Not unless if they really are going down like the Fortnite route of like every season they update the game for free. Um, certain things you'll buy separately, like save the world, and you get to keep that. Mm. While also having like the free to play stuff. I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they navigate it, whether it's if you buy the Master League once, that's it, you've got it, and then any updates down the future, update that as well, or if you have to buy like a new version every yeah. season sort of thing. I think it's I an interesting thing that they've got, like giving people a free entry point, and if they enjoy it, then they can expand from there. Well, yeah, they've, they've, I think they've been experiment with this for a few years now because there's always you know they've got like that that pez light version there's always like a pez light that is free to play but there's like certain things that are locked only 98 calories (laughs) yeah but they'd be i think they've been experimenting with this for a while and they must have gone you know what we've got somewhere in the market that we can tap into and really take control of maybe i don't know i don't know it's a a strange direction they've taken Pro Evo, but I suppose we'll see if it pays off. Well, it's a tactic to go up against FIFA, isn't it? Mm. So, well, yeah, for sure. Back, trying to get back that part of the pie. Mm. Do you I think, think it'll succeed? No, I think it'll die. I'd like to for it to succeed, if only because we need, we still need some sort of competition to FIFA. Let's face it, they would have competition. From 2006 onwards, FIFA that's just dominated. I liked, I liked Pro Evo 6. <laughs> yeah, that's the last one that was good. That's what I'm saying. Was FIFA 7 that good? I don't think both games were that good at that point. But yeah, FIFA at least improved at that point. So, are you going to play it? I'll say yes, but probably not. <laughs> you think you're just going to go back to uh, FIFA? It's it's free, so I might. I might install it and give it a game. Yeah. See what it's like. I, I'd like to give it a go. Again. It will be three. So I'll give it the one hour trial test. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. If Depends it... if they have a clubs. They've never mm. had a clubs. Well, FIFA is them. 
Mm. No they might surprise us. Might surprise us. You never know. Because let's be honest, FIFA is letting clubs players down quite significantly. Oh yeah, they've not done anything. And the weird little bugs that they have in there, like that formation issue that we had early on, that was terrible. Mm. And it's still difficult to find games even now. Like I refuse to believe that nobody's is playing headers and volleys that we can play. <laughs> it takes us twenty five minutes to try and find a game. I think we've probably got more chance of getting a, a game of Modern Warfare 2 on PS3, haven't we? Let's face it. Yeah, so I uh, watched the EA Play um, fairly recently. And um, it was fairly enjoyable, actually. Um, so it was hosted by Austin Creed. I think he was a wrestler. Oh. You guys might know him. Oh, man. Austin I can't Creed, really that. yeah. <laughs> it, on, honestly, oh, it, it was... Down, down. It was <laughs> It was really good. He presented so well, and he was so enthusiastic about everything. It, it made me hyped for yeah, games that I didn't like. He's a massive gamer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so throughout the entire conference, they had um, they showed like letters in the background, and you had to like put the code together. Um, and then at the end, you could put was the code in. No, um, <laughs> I actually I actually got the code, and it the code was it's back because they showed something off at the end. So it kind of tied in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so they did like a 20-minute a like pre-event um, where they showed off a few things. Uh, one of the things were FIFA 22. Um, so I'll be honest with this. They put a, they all, they do this every year. They put like a load of technical things where people kick it ball and graphs and stuff like that. But yeah. it doesn't even mean anything. It's all – I'm going to swear then. It's, it's all rubbish. <laughs> They've not done. They've probably not done anything. The only thing I took away is that the defenders move together, so your wing backs aren't going to peg you up the pitch if you're defending um, a situation. So they'll kind of move in units, which I thought, why, why did they not do that anyway? But <laughs> hey ho. Um, so yeah, FIFA 22. <laughs> I saw it because I've I've. I've... I've watched a more uh, in-depth one that they released after that, but um, it probably ended up boring this pod, so we, we can talk about that afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us the most boring thing. Most boring thing. Did they record Ronaldo doing headers for five hours? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So um, so how they used to record animations and, and so sort of player movements in the past is like they'd always get just kind of a group to do it in kind of just one very small room. So they, you know, record the animations through there. And then they try and, they have some sort of, I suppose, AI algorithm to make sure uh, it knows which animation the players need to pull off in certain situations in the ball. Um, but this time they've actually gone out and done, and actually like recorded a full like 11 v 11 match. And they had like full, all like all the players. So now, it all looks more like natural. How would players move going defensively? How would certain players link up, you know, doing stuff? So I think that's kind of one of the takes of like, oh, the defense moves more naturally now. Well, that's because they've actually recorded a proper defense moving back and not just one random left back bombing it down the wing for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So. So they say. I'll wait until we actually play it. Well, I mean, we'll see got, what it's like in practice. Yeah, they've got like behind the scenes of showing you how they've done that stuff. But because let's be honest, they always say this sort of cupping's every year. Oh, we've got this new technology yeah. on offer. 
it's going to change the way you play football. Well, it's all it's all this change thing. It's all this high promotion technology they've got this year. It it always ends up ends up with us shouting at the TV. So it's all buzzwords and and making us upset and swear. That's that's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, it's just just a selling technique, isn't it? That's all it is. (laughs) And it works because FIFA's the only competent football game around. Well, I say competent. Who knows? (laughs) That might change. Well. E-football could be the one. We never know. Um, Electric football. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, during the EA play, um, they showed off a few games. Um, One in particular, well, there were two actually. Um, So, the first one that I like the look of was a game called Lost in Random. So, this this interested me. Um, So, basically, it's a story about two sisters. And when you get when they get to a certain age, they roll a dice and the dice determines their fate for the rest of their lives. So if you roll like a one of this dice, you get like a menial task to do as a job. And then that's your life pretty much. But if you roll a six, um, you get taken away to this queen's castle. Um, so I imagine live in absolute bliss. Um, and this this girl's sister rolled a six she got took away by the queen and that created the premise for the game so you've got to go and try and get your sister back from this evil queen that's taken her away um and you basically it looks like a platformer but with some kind of rpg elements because you've got to get these cards and use these cards to make attacks and you will you've also got like a little a little character that follows you around the dice um called dicey which is not the most imaginative name ever, but it's a name. Um, so you can purchase these cards and then you get new attacks and abilities. And as you go through the game, there's six realms that you've got to explore. And yeah, that was probably one of the highlights for me. I just liked the look of it and it looked quite dark. Um, and the gameplay looked fairly interesting. Um, so that's going to be out on the 10th of September on PC and console. So not too long to wait for that one. Um, other than that, I'll, I'll skip over a couple of the games. Um, so they went over a game called Grid Legends. Basically, it's Grid, but it looks like they've they've put some sort of story into it. Um, it looks like there's good like vehicle um, variations. So there's like muscle cars, hypercars, um, pretty much every car you can think of. And they've do they've got like mixed races, so you can have like a truck versus a, a Lamborghini, for example. Um, and they use their that that looks pretty insane. Um, and then there's going, as I said before, there's going to be like a story element to it. So there's like an underdog story where you start and go around like the circuits and like build up your rep and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think the the one thing that I like the look of was that mixed racing. That looks quite interesting. Just seeing what each kind of car would would give you in terms of um, well, in terms of what they can do, like muscle cars smashing a hyper car out of the way. So yeah, that should be good. Um, they went they went over what's going to be new in Knockout City. Um, I'll be honest, that didn't really interest me that much. Uh, it didn't when I first saw the trailer. It's basically you've probably seen that that game where you pretty much become a ball and you throw it and it explodes and kills people. It's it's pretty much a battle style game. And a surprising one, um, Battlefield 2042. Now. They've they've introduced something um, called 
um, Battlefield Portal. Now, this is um, kind of a mix um, of all of the older battlefields. So it's a mix of some of the old maps, character options, weapons, vehicles. So, for example, you could have somebody from Battlefield 1942 versus somebody from Battlefield 2042 in the same map. Um, and you can set up um, scenarios. So it could be 20 robots versus one big tank. Um, it looks pretty insane, actually. So that looked quite good. So that's going to, Portal's going to be available at launch for 2042. Um, and it just looks like it's going to give you a lot of variation in terms of the gameplay because you've got, you can use 1942 technology against 2042 technology. Um, so I think they showed off like a small group of three or four people f with like 2042 technology versus 20 players that had 1942 technology and to see who would win. So there's games like that that you can play as a scenario, um, which I think mm. is interesting. But it's really up to the players to create these uh, maps. Well, not to create the maps, but to select the maps and the scenarios. People load in, and then and then they play it. So, yeah, it could be could make some good make for some good gameplay. So, I might end up actually picking that up because I've not really been into Battlefield too much. I think Battlefield One was quite interesting to me because of its it's um, the time that it was set. But mm. yeah, this, it's looking like a good one. This so. Yeah, we'll see. And I meant then that was pretty much it. Um, the only other thing that they showed off was that they're going to be, well, they're going to be redoing, uh, remaking Dead Space. Now, I think this was rumoured a few weeks ago, yeah. um, but they're actually doing it. And then that tied in with the hidden letters thing they did, saying it's back. Um, and then mm -hmm. if you went to their website while you were watching the showcase, then you could get like free codes and stuff, which I think was pretty good. So, um, but yeah, then it ended with um, pretty much a door, a dark door opening, and then the big horrible creature with blades for hands from Dead Space there. So um, yeah, that was it. But yeah, I think um, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag to be honest. The showcase, but I think Austin Creed just carried it <laughs> so well, and his hype just made me so happy. It was great. Shall we finish off with something a bit odd, peculiar? Oh, so, you've heard of McDonald's? No. What? I presume. Who? So, McDonald's Australia, they were going, They launched a competition. So, basically, uh, by watching certain streamers uh, in Australia, people had a chance to win 50 burgers and fries inspired PlayStation 5 controllers. Right. Okay. So, in honour of its 50th anniversary, McDonald's Australia has designed 50 limited edition McDonald's branded DualSense controllers. The special controller boasts the fast food giant's signature yellow and red colour scheme with a dash of white tying it all together. Fries adorn the handle near the D-pad, while burger sits comfortably beneath the face buttons. Finally, the McDonald's logo rests square in the middle of the DualSense touchpad. Are you looking at it now? I'm looking at it now. It's hideous, but I love it. <laughs> I'm exactly the same way. I would totally have that. But it is... Naff. It just pops. It's it's great. <laughs> but so there was an update on this, and McDonald's Australia came out with the following. 
I said, unfortunately, McDonald's stream week has been postponed and won't be going ahead this Sunday. We are unable to confirm a new date for the proposed event at this time. We will have some great prizing, including Macca's 50th birthday hoodies and 50 channel subscriptions for each stream to give away. We will be in contact with a new timing as soon as we have it confirmed. Sony PlayStation has not authorised the use of its controller in promotional materials related to the proposed stream week event, and we apologise for any inconvenience caused. McDonald's stream week has been postponed, and Sony PlayStation controllers will not be included in the giveaway. So they just designed this thing without any collaboration with them at all. They just did it. Apology not well, accepted. I wanted yeah. one of them controllers. Yeah, I, I, they look, well, garish. But if, if nobody brings a skin on Wish or somewhere that I can buy this from, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah, I want it. It's, it's it looks it's strangely it, attractive. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those. It's so bad. It's, it's still just, good things. Yeah, I don't know. Like the, I think it's just the use of colours. It's actually like, it's so nice to look at, but not really. But still, I like what they're doing. That the buttons and the D pad. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, like the, yellow, the yellow. It looks alright. I've I've seen worse designed controls. <laughs> that's true. There are. Do you know what? They missed a trick. What they should have done in the touch area is done like a QR code to take to the McDonald's app or something. If you get a bit peckish looking delivered. at a controller. Yeah, you just get delivered straight <laughs> to the app. Yeah. yeah, go straight to the app. Order now. Just speak into the microphone. And that's like they drive <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Shall I order a Big Mac meal, please? <laughs> but there you go. If you wanted that, you can't get older, I'm afraid. No. Oh. That's the news. Should we move on to what we're currently playing? Yeah. Go on, then. Go on, Matt. What are you playing? I'm going to be honest. I've been playing a lot, but it's literally just like one game. Well, of course it is. Of course it is. Does it well, I say one game. Small I, thought. I, I, I don't want to say it was just one game. Wait, spoiler, so. but I've only played one game as well. But go on. Oh, okay. I, I won't say just one game, but it's a majority of the time. has been one mm. game. So... I'll go through the some of the quicker ones. So, um, if I've been on PC, um, I've still been playing a lot of Wreckfest because it's just a joy to wreck of his cars, um, and that's always a nice, nice thing to do. Um, been playing a little bit of Among Us as well, um, checking out a new update they did where now you can have like 15 players um, in a, in a in a level. Um, and they've introduced new colours to s- screw with my um, colour blindness. So, but yeah, no, Among, Among Us is fun as long as people actually buy him properly. Um, He's that rarity. A little bit. Some some people were like, so like you know when like uh, when a body gets reported. So uh, there's been people just being straight away just be like, it's that person. Have you got evidence? No, but it is that person. It's like, <laughs> well, what? Like, okay. And then I've been doing a little bit more of that deep rock galactic, um, which is which is still pretty fun. Um, got to the point where we do what's called deep dives now. So it's essentially like you take three of the levels, but each level has like um, some sort of modifier to it. Um, so it could be like um, something called Rich Atmosphere, where you get to kind of run and jump quicker, but then your dwarf speaks in a more high-pitched tone, which is funny. Um, and then there's this, like, ghost bug enemy as well that's, like, invisible. Well, not entirely invisible. You can see where it's leaving tracks, but it's like, if it hits you, it's kind of like one hit death. 
um, and it, it's like a some sort of like Terminator around the map. He'll just follow you wherever you go, <laughs> which is terrifying. So, but that's good. That's always fun. Um, outside of PC, the only one game that I've been playing on my PS5 has been Fallout 76. I'm properly addicted to it now. What um, level are you now? 76. 76. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Um, 44. Oh, you've gone up a bit since we last played then. Yeah. Um, it's been nice. The leveling is quite generous, and that like as you level up, um, enemies kind of level up with you, but you get kind of the bonus. It's like the same XP that you'd get for them at level one. You can still get it at like level forty or something. Like you still get that kind of that same little progression. So that's been quite nice. I'm definitely not into a lot more difficult enemies though. Like it's just it's starting to become like Death Claw Central now. It's not can't, f- work, can't wait until we get to that bit now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that honestly, sounds like, great. <laughs> honestly, I, I think I've recorded the first time I, I met like my first Death Claw, and I was like absolutely scared. Did you have Michael? Out of my pants. Um, no, I, I mute my mic because oh. it's um, you. You you're always like, I suppose if you've got the con uh, the console the controller, um, it's always picking up your voice and stuff, and it's always like. It's always um, going out to the world in, in uh, Fallout, so I'm not interested in people hearing what I've got to say. <laughs> well, if they, if they want to hear me scared and find out what I'm having for yeah. tea, then yeah, they could listen in. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't kill my my first Death Claw, um, but yeah, I almost died. It was very close. <laughs> Did you run but, away from it in the end, or I? I ran away. I got to a point where I'd, I'd run away kind of far enough that like it kind of ignored me. And then when I came back, its health had like regenerated. I was like, oh, oh no. god. But then like, so where I was was like a cliff edge. I had to get something off this like throne that was on top of the cliff. Um, and I'd managed to like somehow convince it to go off the cliff. Nice. It didn't kill it, but. I, it was away from you, though, wasn't it? Yeah. It was away from me, so I was like, yeah, I get to do what I want. Um, so that was good. Um, but I'm I'm really loving it. I love the... Um, I'm getting to the point now where there's, like... I've kind of become part of the Brotherhood of Steel, but now the stuff they want me to do it kind of disrupts, disrupts kind of everyone else, which isn't good. So I'm trying to, like, make, like, peace packs with, like, raiders and, um, and settlers. So... <laughs> But it's good. I'm really enjoying it, which is something I can really say about Fallout 4, which is a bit disappointing. But there's certain things in Fallout 4 that annoy me, but I can get into that at another point. So. Right, um, what have been you doing, Mark? Well, now you mentioned it, we did jump on Fallout, you know, Fallout 76. Yeah, uh, that's, that's one of the things that we're also going to talk about. <laughs> Went straight into uh, a Wendigo cave, that was fun. Well... <laughs> Nathan went straight into one, and we just oh, followed. Oh, yeah, no, Nathan went in, and then we followed. <laughs> it's um, the secret tunnel. Like... But we, we survived. Just yeah, we got through it fairly no, unscathed. Well, I died twice, but apart from that. Yeah, beat the cave. Yeah. And then we had weird bug in that town, didn't we, when there was the creature in the building? Yeah. So we just started throwing grenades at the wall. <laughs> but... Did not work. Yeah. Just oh. wasted ammo. Oh ghost. yeah, no, I recall. Oh yeah, that was stupid. Uh, but that's Bethesda game, so yeah. But anyway, only had a small taste of that. We only in it a couple of hours, weren't we? Yeah. 
but yeah. we'll see how we'll see how that goes. I think future. at the end when we got caught in the crossfire of that war and kept getting killed, I think that was it. Oh god, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that were awful. Terrible. Yeah. I yeah, shouldn't have brought you guys into like, like every, everybody. <laughs> yeah, everyone will at level thirty. I'm just there, level six, shivering in corner with no ammo. Yes, <laughs> just leave me alone. It's like over here is poison gas, and then over here is like level forty opposition. <laughs> it's like which way do you go? <laughs> yeah. Pick if you could put a bullet to your own head, head then, yeah. Roos and like didn't help you with quests and that, rather than you come straight into my area. <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, uh, I've only played one of the games, as I say. Now, it's a game that I mentioned at a pod a couple of pods ago, um, which I said looked a bit rubbish. You might have noticed there's a, a a thing going on in the world at the moment, not the pandemic. It's the Olympic Games. Mm. So I bought the Tokyo 2020 official video game. Oh, yeah, I, that, that rubbish video yep, game. Yep, that, that, that game I said looked rubbish. I, yep. I don't know. I, I got. I love the Olympics, and I just it, the Olympic spirit just it grabbed me. It. And I just thought, it was all the gaming okay. music in the opening ceremony. It, it got you. Yeah, exactly. That's that exactly good. what it yeah, was. Yeah, that was good. Um, and the game, it starts with like a video showcasing the sports and all that. It's like a live-action video. And it is accompanied by some ear bleedingly awful music. Uh, so there wasn't a good start for the game. And this this is like on top of my like my prejudice beforehand. Uh, and then you go into a bit where you're like creating an avatar, so you're creating your character. Mm. And it's you see like and it's like this cartoonish sort of animation. It's not realistic. It's not realistic in its mm. tone. And that had terrible music in the background as well. So I started to want to rip my ears off. To be quite honest, and I thought, right, I'll just, I'll just play it. We'll see how it goes, and then I'll be done with it. I mean, th- it was thirty-five quid, but you know, <laughs> let's just, let's just, let's just give it a go. So I started, and I went onto the practice mode uh, just to get a feel of it. And the first thing I played was the hundred meters. Of course, of course, of course you, you played the hundred meters first in the yeah. game, don't you? It's, it's what let you just, let what you me did. guess, the music was bad again. <laughs> no, actually, after after that first bit, the music was all right. Oh. <laughs> so I raced, and then of course it's the standard mash the button X to win. So that, that's what it is. I press X a lot of times and I won. But I actually was like playing it and like, huh, that was actually quite fun. But okay. So then I started going through sport by sport, and the more I, I went through it, the more I started to actually like the game. Mm-hmm. Now, normally what happens in Olympic video games is that you'll get a few sports and then there'll be, like, a bunch of disciplines in that sport. Mm. So you'll get, like, running and then you'll get, like, six or seven disciplines in running. You know, hurdles, yeah. 100 metres, 800 metres, whatever. Yeah. And, like, swimming. Hurdles, yeah. Now, this has actually got 18 events and it covers a, quite a wide array of sports, which really surprised me. Yeah. So I'll just go through the events. So you've got 100 metres, you've got 100 metres hurdles, the 4 by 100 metre relay, the 100 metre freestyle swimming, 200 metre individual medley swimming. And that's kind of like the thing you normally expect in these games. Yeah. But then you get baseball, basketball, hammer throw, long jump, tennis, table tennis, football. Yes, football, isn't it? Oh, it could be a FIFA contender. <laughs> <laughs> Beach volleyball, BMX, boxing, Rugby sevens, judo, and sport climbing. Wow. Got your money's worth there, then. 
And what's even more remarkable is that they all have like they all play very different, like in terms of their control mm. schemes and all that kind of thing. They're pretty simple controls. There's nothing elaborate about them, but they play very different. Some are a bit more difficult than others, like the climbing. I really struggled with. I couldn't quite work that one out. Who knows? I'll have to try that again. Uh, it's not a perfect game. I mean, get rid of that terrible music at the start, please. It's awful. Uh, give me more sports. I mean, I want all the sports. I, I'm waiting for that ultimate Olympic game where it's got like all the sports. Every sport. All the sports. You've got four years to hey, develop it. Did it have dressage? No. Ah. Sadly not. I mean, we want, we want the horse um, dances. Yeah. But unfortunately not. I'm still waiting for any video game to replicate badminton. Like, I don't know why badminton seems to always get ignored. Yeah, I mean, you get, you get tennis. They put tennis in it. They put table tennis. I can't see why they couldn't put tennis in Well, It's because they can't replicate the float of the shuttlecock. To be honest, that's that may well be a... Probably, yeah. Uh, just changed. Because it's so erratic. But, I, I, no, I, but I'm really waiting for that ultimate Olympic game where it's just got everything and I can play the full events. Like, you pick your country and then you play, you know, those contestants. Contestants? Amazing sound like a game show. <laughs> Athletes. There we go. Yeah, give them some credit, Mark. Come on. <laughs> Welcome down, Japan. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's a bit weird in some things. Like you could buy, you could get costumes for your your people. Now, one good thing is that you, for every event you compete in, you earn you, you earn points basically, and then you earn, you use those points to unlock like, items. Yeah. And its items are clothes. So if you want. You could have an astronaut running the 100 metres. <laughs> you could have a pirate playing basketball. You know, it's it's a bit weird seeing those in, in, in game. But I, I choose not to do that. Uh, Sonic is in it. The Sonic's costume's in it. So, you right. can, so Matt. To be honest, I was fully expecting like anime characters and Pikachu and Sonic and everything Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> you could dress, dress up as a pachinko machine. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing in game that I'm not a fan of is that each event, um, if you do if you're doing well throughout the event, you it feels like a special meter. And then at any point in the match thereafter, you can do like a special move. Right. And if you're doing that in like the hundred meters or something, it's like a free victory. And I just don't like it. It's a bit cheap, if you ask me. Mm. It's just and like in you know, in tennis table tennis all that it's just like a power shot which is supposed to like automatically win yeah it's just i, I, just, I think that cheapens it a bit do you feel you don't do enough to earn the special special meter or do you just not like it as a um i don't like mechanic? it like yeah I don't, I don't like it i don't like it as a concept i just yeah. the whole like point of, win, but yeah the, the whole point of olympics is that you know you just see who's the best you know mm. Not who can fill this bar quicker to then just auto win. It's just a bit lame, if you ask me. One thing I did notice, I mean, it's a very, it's a very weird thing. But sound effects when you're playing tennis, the squeaky shoes on the floor, it just sounds like someone farting. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why, but I was just, I was just playing it. I'm just like, what, what is this sound? I don't know how they recorded that, but so it's technically, weird. I, I think you we could have an astronaut farting while playing table tennis. You could, yes. But you know, it was actually really rather fun. Quite entertaining. And after the Olympics are finished, I actually can see myself popping back on it. Playing it every now and again. It's not going to happen. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, because I, I, like, I, I, I like, I like, I like the different sports of it. I mean, there's no, there's no gymnastics on it, which surprised ah. me. For oh, an Olympic game, there, it seems to be like there is a, a sort of lack of traditional Olympic sports, you would say. But I really wanted archery because I've got the London. Yeah, archery is always fun. Yeah. Because I love the, well, I liked the London 2012 game, but I mainly played it because of the archer. Like after the game, I always went back on it just to play the archer. You you might have played this part. Do you remember um, a game that's called Sim? I think it's called Summer Olympics on Mega Drive. No. No. That that was a pretty good Olympic game. I really enjoyed it. It, it had it had a good variety. It had like um, kayaking. Um, it had the 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 horse one wait it was essentially just like 100 meters but with a horse and also hurdles <laughs> excuse that what that's not 100 that's oh. not a big event what i know but it just seems to add it for some reason oh, okay. oh yeah let's just shut the grand national in while we're after yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good what, over, I, I, over 100 meters that's like that'd be like four seconds jump. no no the 100 meters sorry the um so it's like a full the full track sorry no oh, right, right well that is a little bit yeah i know what you mean the cross, like the cross country horse race. Oh, I think there should be a new Olympic spot, the 100 meters on horse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Why not? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been playing. What are you playing there? Well, um, bar Fallout 76, which is very confusing but very fun. Um, I've been playing a platformer called Planet Alpha. Um, so it came out on Games for Gold a couple of months ago. And I downloaded it because every time it, games come up on Games for Gold, I'll add it to my downloads just to have it, just in case I want to play it in the future. Um, and I decided to install Skyrim on my Xbox. So I thought, while well, I'm waiting for that to install, I'll, I'll play a bit of Planet Alpha. And um, spoiler alert, I've not even touched Skyrim because I got so into Planet Alpha. So um, Basically, uh, the concept of the game is you're um, an astronaut that's crash-landed on this unknown world. And um, what's happening on this planet is it's been invaded by these robot aliens. So you've got to go through like different, um, different sections of the planet and try and hide from the aliens uh, while they're trying to take it over. And there's also periodically um, a puzzle element. So you get to these like podiums. And for some reason, you can fast forward time. And in fast forwarding time, things can grow so that you can jump onto them and then get to the next place. But you've got to be quite um, specific with the way you stop time. Um, otherwise, you'll have to do the cycle again to be able to move on. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. I, I do this all the time. So I always write platformers off as being rubbish. And then when I play them, I just get so into them that um, I just I just can't stop playing. So I'm on the fifth light section so far. Um, and I'll admit, I've not done it on my own. There's sometimes I've had to shout Lisa to come and help me because um, I'm crap at games. Um, <laughs> so um, she's helped me a couple of times. And I don't like um, stealth sections because um, I get scared. Um, <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's really good. Um, the... Everything just looks so colourful and lush on this planet. Um, there's like, the aliens are really weird as well. So there's like floating fish that are absolutely massive. And there's these big dinosaur looking things as well. And it's just, yeah, if 
well, if you've not played it, I'd say give it a go, give it an hour and see what you think. But I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing that um, a bit more. There is there's one section that I really enjoyed. So you, for some reason, you go through this black hole and it takes you to this like alternate reality. Um, and you when you jump around and platform, it's like um, it's like you're on the moon. So the gravity is really low. So you've got that kind of mechanic that's come into it, um, which is quite interesting. But yes, yeah, just a just a really solid platformer. The only other thing that I've been playing, so a few, well, yeah, a couple. I think a couple of months ago now, um, I bought a game just to get the free remote control car called uh, <laughs> Home Homefront: um, The Revolution. Yeah. Uh, so this is the car. If anyone's watching on video. Room room. Room room. Um, so it was ten pounds with postage. Um, so we got like the special edition. So you got like a download code so you could get extra weapons. You got like an art book. You got the remote control car. You got the game and a steel book, uh, which I think is pretty pretty good for a tenner. Um, so I got the game installed, and the premise of the game seems quite interesting. So when I first looked into the game, it got absolutely panned by everybody pretty much. But the premise of the game is quite interesting. So it's set in an alternate timeline where North Korea is technologically advanced and it's it, they've taken over America. Like, that's mind-blowing in itself. And basically, you're, you're these um, people that have got to try and kind of rescue America and break them free from the tyranny of North Korea. So I've pretty much got to the point where I can start playing the game now. So Because a lot of it's like build-up and dialogue about who you are and what's happened in the world. And it's set in uh, 2029, so it's quite fairly futuristic as well. Mm. But I'm actually looking forward to playing it. Um, so, yeah, that should be good. But, uh, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Excellent. Do you have a question? What's the question, yeah. Nathan? The question is, who is your favourite video game sidekick? So, speaking of sidekicks, would you like to kick us off, Mark? Sure. All right. So mine is it's actually a game I didn't play all that long ago, but yeah, the, the sidekick in it I just thought was awesome, and that is BT seven two seven four from Titanfall two. Yeah. Oh, cool. So firstly, he's a massive robot. I mean, that's just cool. You can climb inside him and fight with his amazing amount of awesome weapons. He fights on his own. When you leave him, he's got a fantastic sense of humor, and you've got to you've, you've kind of got to love his like his problem solving skills. So they're a bit out there, but they get the job done. So <laughs> for instance, like if there's a building over there, like in the distance, and that you need to go to, PT will just be like, "All right, I'm just going to pick you up and throw you over there." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw you over this massive void just to get you there. Uh, and he's like, oh, but it's okay. But I've I've calculated all the risks, and you'll be fine. So it's so he's very trustworthy. But yeah, that's, there's not much else I can really say about say about BT because he's just a giant ass kicking robot, and nobody else is going to come close to him. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm interested in what you guys say because I don't think they can match BT. He's he's the Big best. Talk. He's the best. He's the best. Okay. He's top dog. Top bot. <laughs> yeah, top bot, exactly. <laughs> top bot. Uh, go on, Matt. Who's yours? Oh, mine. Uh, I 
I don't want to say this was difficult, but like when when I asked myself kind of this question, I bet you had a lot, didn't you? I did have quite a few. I will yeah. say, as it was a bit difficult to kind of really kind of decide which one I preferred one or the other. So um, I've I'll just <laughs> I wish to pick out you know three. Okay. Oh, three. Uh, cop out. Cop out. But the wrong Gold, silver, the wrong and bronze. Picks. Let's keep the Olympic spirit going. As long as, long yeah. as you don't pick one of mine, then it's okay. Ooh, okay. Well, I think two won't be yours. One. Actually, no, I don't think I have any of these. Um, so I'll go with one that might be a bit predictable for, for myself and my love of, of this kind of series. Um, I went with Tails Miles Per Hour from the Sonic the Hedgehog series. Uh, classic companion. Uh, it was always fun to play uh, two player and then, you know, Sonic Hedgehog 2 and Sonic Hedgehog 3. Um, be able to have that, you know, second player to um, fly up to hard-to-reach places in certain levels. Um, and then the AI is, is comically suicidal with Tails as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the best I could describe um always getting getting itself killed for some of the silliest the reasons for the lols yeah for the memes <laughs> but just fun you know it was it was a fun little sidekick and it could always help in in the boss fights as well you know when you jump with sonic tails jumps as well so you can get two hits in one so it was a, a nice little way to um get out of the boss fights pretty quick I'll, I'll be honest i always felt a bit sorry for robotnik when he ganged up on him <laughs> Look, evil, evil humans, right? They don't feel sorry. Um, <laughs> or, or misunderstood humans, should we say? <laughs> but yeah, so I, I always liked sales in that one. Um, and then one, one companion who's always been quite helpful in in this series, particularly just because I like to just put all my junk on them when I when I carry it around. Is um is dog meat from the Fallout oh, series? And you're all going. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, always a nice way to expand your uh infantry space whenever you need it. <laughs> Plus, he's just a really nice dog. Um, especially in Fallout Four, because I think they they use like a German Shepherd uh, model for it. Um, and German Shepherds are very nice dogs, so. Plus the good, just you know, attacking everything in sight and somehow not dying. So that's always a plus. My good third dog, one. Good dog may compete with good bots. Yeah. <laughs> good dog, good for holding this missile launcher. <laughs> um, third one. Mark will say for one reason only, um, and I will not argue that point, but also argue that she was a lot more helpful in. She was. Yeah, she she's yeah. very helpful in in taking out targets from afar, but also to recruit them when needed. If you got certain upgrades for her, um, that is quiet mm. from Metal Gear Solid Five fanfare. Um, I'm not gonna say I like her because of mm. her assets, oh, outfit, oh. <laughs> outfit. I've as, never seen it before, as, and I were even going to say assets. Um, as much of a strange um, explanation for the outfit that Kojima gave, mm. <laughs> and story-wise. Yeah. Um, but 
like as soon as you unlock it, I I pretty much use doing like every mission just because of the just being able to have that kind of I suppose backup from from a distance. She was very accurate when she needed to be. Took out everyone. Hmm. Um, and then once she got the unlocked to like the sleeper sniper, um, especially with a with a suppressor on, then it was just really handy to be able to just mark a camp, she hits everyone, and then pick out which one you want to recruit, if there were good stats or not. <laughs> mm. Which is always handy. Strangely calming as well, whenever she, like, so over the radio, she always, like, hums this song over, over and over. I don't know what the song is. but Well, I guess she's got quiet for a reason. Well, she can't be if she keeps on humming in my ear. Um, yeah, but it's soothing. It's a soothing. <laughs> Yeah, no, she was just incredibly useful and be able to do that kind of stuff. Um, and one of the more interesting character stories in the game, and I'll I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. But, but yeah, that was mine. Uh, what about yours, Nathan? Yeah, honestly, I thought this was going to be easy. And when I actually thought about it for a while, the answer does seem quite an easy one because I'm sure everybody um feels well you two don't because you've chosen different ones but mine's fairly obvious yeah. um so i'll give a couple of few examples that i went through before coming to my overall choice so okay. i thought about diddy kong i thought about cortana luigi even sparks the dragonfly from spyro um and atreus from um god of war um mm. but i finally I, I decided to go with ellie from the last of us yeah of course you did yeah. As I, soon as you went through that list, I was like, yeah, it's going to be early. Yeah, it's not mentioned that one yet. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I was uh, I was like, I'm going to say it anyway, but I'm, I'm pro- I, I was sure that one of you two would bring her up, but but no, you were a bit more inventive than me. I mean, what can I say that's not already been said? It's just the relationship between her and Joel that evolves um, as the game goes on. And it's not just their relationship, it's how she evolves from being the uh, sidekick to the main character, in essence, mm. as we as we go into part two. But definitely in part one, just the way that she, she helps out by creating diversions mm. and help, fi- help fights, helping do with the fights um, mm. and, a, and a funny funny little inserts and comments that she makes. And just the wonder that she's got for the world around her, even though craps hit the fan and the world's not a very nice place. She just sees the light in in things, which is nice. But yeah, I, I thought for me, like Ellie was the best best sidekick, best side chick. Not in that way though. <laughs> what? <laughs> when you said uh, Atreus, I was gonna say actually, he's not the best sidekick in that game. It's Mimir. Yeah, no, I'd yes. just the best psychic <laughs> in, in God of War. I'd take him over at Atreus. He's just hilarious. He is hilarious. Yeah, he's good. Love stories, brilliant accent, <laughs> comedy goals. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, that that's mine. Any honourable mentions? About Dina in part two. Mm. She was all right. She's all right. I think the only reason why I probably didn't go for Ellie is probably because I, I don't actually see her as like the sidekick. She like I think kind of early on two. she definitely is. Um, no, but Ellie, why I don't consider her like being the sidekick is because she's 
she eventually evolves into being kind of a, a, a full-fleshed character. Killing machine. Yeah, she yeah. she doesn't like feel like a companion as much as though she's just like the second main character. So yeah, yeah. But I can see for, for mechanic, me, that's gameplay she... mechanic wise she is. So yeah, I mean for me that's what she eventually becomes like yeah. in the final third of the game <clears throat> when you've got to play as her. At that point, she is yeah. And like, that's why it's like, oh, you do play as her at some point, so it sort of negates the whole sidekick bit. But for at least okay. while you're playing as Joel, she's good. I'll tell you what stops me choosing Ellie as best psychic is the fact that the AI in that game, she can run out in front of enemies when you hide around a corner and... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the enemies don't care. She's like, she didn't see anything. <laughs> well, she, she guides there, she takes actually, one out and he's like, oh, that was... Actually, if you think about it, that's probably within her character because she's immune. So you don't really care as much. Yeah, but the guy is... about human enemies. What's that girl just like, murdered my teammate? What? <laughs> Yeah. I do honourable mentions. Uh, Claptrap. I knew I was expecting you to bring Claptrap up. He's. I think. I think why I didn't have him as my main one is because there's no real like he doesn't actually play that much of a part as actually being of a, a companion slash psychic. But it's like when he helps out every now and then, he's just hilarious. Claptrap's just funny as hell. Jack Black in a box. I, well, that's what he's going to be, isn't it? Well, I, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I get the feeling that film's going to be terrible. I don't know. Uh, the the robot um, companion for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, oh what's it called now? Uh, I can't remember them now. Yeah, I can't remember, but he's, he's, he's a useful little sod. <laughs> <laughs> I always love this. I don't think any other franchise creates robots as fleshed out as what Star Wars can do. But that could be an argument, but I always feel like their robots always seem to have really good personalities. Uka Uka, if we're going for Oh yeah, Spiral from Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, <laughs> he's pretty good. Always good fresh for life and wisdom. Hmm. Oh, that's Soy from Uncharted. Oh, Soy, yeah. He's pretty cool. So Mark Wahlberg. I still don't understand What's that. that yeah, exactly. uh, Wheatley for Portal. Oh, Wheatley, yes. For Portal 2. Portal 2. Steven Merchant. So good. I really want to pull three with him. <laughs> it's not going to happen, though, is it? It's not. Valve don't deal in threes, so. Mm. Was the psychic in uh, Half Life 2? Oh, Alex, was it? Alex. Alex. Vance, is it? Is Something that? like that. Alex Vance. Would you, you class, very long, though. would you class Zelda as a sidekick? Ooh, uh, she helps. No, Link is a sidekick, mate. It's called the Legend of Zelda. She'll be the Legend of Link. <laughs> I would, I would give you Navi or Midna. Yeah, Navi's too annoying. Navi don't even deserve to be thought about. What, what about Midna then in Twilight Princess? Mm. She's pretty. I wouldn't say Zelda though. She's a like, and she's pretty much a main character. The Star Wars draw, uh, Fallen Order was BD One. BD One, that's it. He was cool. Such a cute little character. I do need to get through that game at some point once it's uh, PS5 upgrade comes through. I mean, I'd say probably someone like Clank, but he's already got, had his own games and stuff. Does that count? Because he's in the title. Well, mm, true. Mm. Oh, uh, Kazooie. Oh, from Banjo and Kazooie. 
That's yeah. the same thing, isn't it? Well, it doesn't matter in the it doesn't matter if they're in the title. They're still good sidekicks. He's mm. technically a So there you have it. That's our favourite companions in video games. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release by weekly and Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Sura. Like and follow. Goodbye. It's that time again. What's Matt going to have for food? It's not chewing to forget. I reckon he's going to get a kebab. Chicken or donut? Yeah. I'll go with chicken. I'll go with chicken. I reckon mixed kebab. That's a good show. Mixed kebab with garlic mayo. I'm I'm throwing sauce in there as well. What are you drinking? Um, Oh, Garden. It's a Belgian beer. Well, I'm drinking a mango tea. Funnily enough, I've got a a peach ice tea here as well. Have you got a mixed kebab, Matt? No, I've got no food. They've said oh, we've got to have whatever's in. So. Mixed kebab? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because um, I, I work above a shop. Well, you might do. Who knows? It'd be terrible. <laughs> Room would smell all sorts of food. It'd smell lovely. Exactly. No, it not. <laughs> smell like kebabs every day. No. Might have some rats about, but you never know. <laughs> it's a price. Matt's rats, flies... <laughs> Just get one of those blue light things, you know. That'll take all the flies out, won't it? What are the options, Matt? What have you got in? Uh, got some microwave burgers I can get. Other than that, um, chicken and mushroom pasta. Mm, sounds nice. Lovely. Apart <laughs> mushroom, just get rid of the mushroom. Oh, no, it's just the sauce. Just chicken pasta. You don't like mushrooms, Mark? Mushrooms are awful. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. <laughs> mushrooms. That was really shocked you. We're told it all... And again, with the oh, no. is like... Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Tunnel Hall's fine. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Tunnel Hall's oh. fine. Oh, love a soggy sausage. <laughs> when I die, that's what I'm going in. I'm going to hell, and that's what's going to happen. Okay. In hell. <laughs> I'm going to make sure they do a buffet with... Um... <laughs> Who in Sony? mushrooms, Tetris playing in the background. <laughs> oh, that's it. You're gonna, your coffin's going to go down to a <laughs> Tetris-themed tube. This yeah. could be a this could be a new segment. Funeral planning. Funeral. Funeral. <laughs> actually, actually, that might not be a bad game. You're just a funeral, funeral planner. planner. Yeah. Funeral. <laughs> How do you know it didn't exist? Well, Honestly, funeral I, I come up with so many weird ideas. Wow. I came up with an idea three days ago about cats having breakfast food, like a full English breakfast for cats. Like what? they they meet and jelly all the time, don't they? They might want breakfast as well. Uh, okay. Like some beans and sausages and a bit of egg in there. Is it a thing? A mortician's tale. Um, you seem to do stuff with dead bodies. Oh, I'm God. not even. I'm this not even going to. I'm not there. even going to look at that.
Best of my description then. Hey, it, it got one of the best games in 2017, so Eurogamer recommended it. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is the game for me. How much is it? £7.19. A bargain. Oh, with the soundtrack. £10.6. And it just fell into your basket again, didn't it? Oh, I don't know how it happens. <laughs> oh, you could shave the bodies. You can... Can we move on from this madness? (laughs) Madness. This is podcast.